welcome to the Living in South Louisiana podcast, episode number six. Hey, do you want to know what $8,000 worth of precious metals looks like? Well, look, you're looking at it on the table right now. I've got my friend Will Delator on the podcast today, and he is a broker of precious metals. He's got he's got his own store over in the Covington, Mandeville area, and he's going to tell you all about gold and silver and other precious metals, investing in those precious metals, why gold and silver doesn't necessarily lose value, why it's a good investment, etc. We're going to cover all this in the podcast, so make sure you stay tuned. But first, Will, give a little introduction of who you are, tell the people uh, who you are, and what's up with you. Sure. Thanks, uh, first off, for having me on the show, Carson. Um, my name is William Delator. I work at Dupree Coins of Precious Metals, a business owned by me and my dad. Um, basically, I grew up in Mandeville, been around gold and silver all my life, and uh Yes, that makes me qualified to answer some of these questions. Definitely knows a lot just talking to him before uh, before we hit play, but yeah, he's a wealth of knowledge for sure. Yeah, yeah I try, I guess. So, uh, anyways, so first question, uh, let me just ask you to uh, just start off the podcast. Um, why are precious metals a good investment? Can you explain to people why um, they might invest in gold and silver or any other precious metals? Because on this podcast, we talk a lot about real estate. We talk about a lot about uh, investing in real estate um, for reasons of cash flow, appreciation, depreciation, uh, tax advantages. So why would someone uh, buy gold? Your clients that come to you, that buy and sell gold with you, um, you know, what's their thought process? What's the, what's the idea behind buying precious metals? Well, Carson, really, the main thing is there's only so much gold on the face of this earth. And they have to dig it up in different mines around the country. So that's really where it makes it valuable. Now, people want to invest in gold mainly because it's safe. And people hear, oh, you know, gold, jewelry, this and that. It's always going to hold its value. But one thing that I always learned is, like, you have to, you have to diversify in many different things. And having something that's safe will always be there to protect you, no matter what situation you may be in financially. So I think that's the main thing that people come in the shop trying to see, why would I buy gold? Uh, mm -hmm. It's just to, just to be safe. And it's really more or less of a hedge. In, instead of having money, your hard-earned money, just sitting in a bank earning like 5.5% interest. Yeah, like yeah, point point one, one, yeah. For, for most banks, yeah. Like, you know, if you get lucky, you can, maybe you'll get up to Mm -hmm. and, and while that's happening, while your money is in the bank, prices of everything is going up because of inflation. I mean, you know, eggs right now are through the roof. I mean, I think I saw somebody stealing eggs the other day. So that being said, your goal is going to be able to hold this value as a hedge against inflation and, and the government that we have printing a lot of money, making the dollar worth less and less every day. Something I say all the time is all cash goes to zero. So if you're holding cash or if you have your money in the bank, if you're holding it in a savings account, it's doing nothing for you. So wealthy people understand that the point of money is to make more money. You get your money pregnant and make uh, money babies. This is how uh, wealthy people become wealthy. You cannot get wealthy if you hold a ton of cash. That can add to your net worth. You will be wealthy, but real wealth comes from assets not cash and a really good asset to buy 
is gold and silver, like we're talking about. And what William's saying is that gold and silver are um, they're scarce, which means you could run out of them. What happens if we run out of money? You just print more. So we wouldn't run out of money because you you always can just print more. It's like monopoly. It's just paper. You can always print more money, which is why um, the dollar is you know <laughs> mm. it's not something you want to keep around. Wealthy people understand that when you have dollars, you've got to put them into other things that make you more dollars. And so gold and silver. Uh, Will's got a really nice chart that uh, he's going to hold up in just a second um, about uh, precious metals versus, what is it, the S&P and the Dow, you said? Yes. Yeah, so as you can see, gold is gold, silver is silver up here, and then the blue and red are S the S&P and the Dow. So what's what's the starting year, 2000? Yeah, so I basically made it about a 20-year chart. Um, it's It was all relatively low in the previous years from 2000 to about 1930. Um, that's mainly because in that time period, um, gold was illegal to own. And right around the 70s, they went and made it legal for us to own. And inadvertently, they debased our dollar off of gold and silver. Um, for example, this is a $1 Morgan dollar to be exact, $1 coin from 1921. So they have 90% of silver in this coin meant for circulation. People were taking these, going to casinos, bars, trading with them as regular currency. Um, it was a dollar's worth of silver in this coin back in that day. Now, this coin's about, the, the melt value or the spot value of this coin is about $20. Um, the rarity of it is another part that makes it a little bit more expensive. but the fact is, is that after we debased our currency on gold and silver, the dollar started going down in value. Now you can see that this chart, we have gold and silver in 2006 right here, starting to climb up. People are, are getting the gist of investing in precious metals. You know, and all the way up until the stock market crash of 2008, where stocks went down like crazy. What did gold and silver do? They shot up because people realized they want something more safe, or at least more people were diversifying and saying, well, I'm going to stop buying stocks right now, which, you know, I'm not qualified to say if that's a good thing or a bad thing, ask a, a stockbroker. But the fact is, if, if somebody bought gold in 2000, in 2008, only eight years later, they would have made tenfold on their investment. Now, you know, it's up to them if they want to sell it or not. You know, if they're, they're comfortable with holding it for a long time. A uh, whole bunch of activity happened since then where silver was higher than gold at one point. There's a whole lot of information in this chart. But the main thing I wanted to cover was right at the peak of the coronavirus, the stock market took a turn for the worst. And people were not able to go to work. Businesses were really struggling at that time. And gold, gold really shot up to an all-time high of about almost $2,200, I believe, where people were really just trying to secure their wealth that they had because they were scared that, you know, there's nobody even at the bank to give them the money that they own. So this way they'd be able to have it at least. And um, this is how you do it. Nice. 
Hmm? Makes sense. Can you explain to people, because um, I know a lot of people have heard the concept of our currency being backed by gold. So what does that mean? What does it mean sure. that our currency is backed by gold? Is it still backed by gold? Have we lost that? Or what's going on with that? Explain that. Yes, definitely. In, in 1971, we got debased off of the backing of the gold, where for each dollar that was printed, we had in a bank or Fort Knox, a dollar's worth of precious metals. Now, typically, it would be, you know, in a, in a form of a, this 100-ounce bar or a 1,000-ounce bar, and they would print, you know, a $1,000, let's say, just for, for example, not using factual numbers here. And that way, they could regulate the printing of our money. So if, for whatever reason, you know, we would accumulate debt, we'd be able to pay it off in gold and silver or be able to exchange the dollars to pay off that debt with the gold and silver. It, it was one. And when they took us off, all the money that they, the, the Federal Reserve would print is just starting to get less and less uh, in value, actual value. Now, we, we don't really see that because it happens so slow, but in the last 20 years, you, you, you look back 20 years ago, what was the price of, of, I mean, I brought up eggs earlier. What was the price of eggs? And, and now today, it's e extremely more. While th this, this coin that I'm wearing around my neck is $5 in 1883. It's 22 karat of gold. This was a legal tender. It's called a $5 liberty. This coin's just, the, the weight in gold is worth $500. Now, that sounds like a lot, but $5 back in 1883 was pretty much the equivalent of $500 today in buying power. So I could go to the store in 1883, buy $5 of eggs, and then today I'd go to the store with $500 and buy the exact same number of eggs. Um, you know, if people want to play the market, they might have been able to buy more eggs at one time if they, if they wanted to do that, but it's more of a security, security thing. I've noticed in the chart, so you said kind of a, like in 2008, for instance, mm -hmm. and I mean, that was the crash of basically the entire economy, real estate crash, stock market crash, and gold and silver went up. So is that usually the case? Is it usually the case when stocks and real estate go down that gold and silver actually go up? Is yeah. that, is that common? Have you seen, um, have you, have you, uh, studied in depth to see that that's actually the case in history or is that just a random fluke? No, that is definitely the case in history. And, you know, people can only speculate exactly why that happens because there's a lot of working parts in that mix. But what I believe is that people want to secure themselves. You know, they want to they want to make sure they're safe. And I've I've heard countless stories of people who lost their money, especially in the last 2 years, people in crypto people in, in stocks that when the stock market went down last very, year, very volatile. very volatile. Yes, exactly. And they've lost a ton of money and they're like, wow, I, I, what if I need my money? What if I have a medical emergency, you know, and, and probably a financial advisor would tell you, you should have that money that you would need for an emergency in a liquid form. But, um, that's, that's on a, on a person. Maybe they, they would rather have an investment instead of a liquid form for emergencies. But that being said, it, to be more secure, you should definitely diversify. And, and that's what those people were doing because they realized their other assets that they had 
were not paying off at the time. So explain uh, just real quick difference between a liquid asset and an illiquid asset just so people do because real estate is an example of an illiquid asset as are um, gold and silver for instance so what's what's the difference there so pretty much a liquid asset is something that is always going to be on an open market always going to have a buyer on the other end um, something like real estate it, you'd have to find a buyer and it, you know it would be a little bit of a less smooth process you could immediately, if you bought gold and silver, you could immediately drive to a reputable dealer such as myself, turn this into money, turn your precious metals into money if you need it, the same day, walk out with it. So that's, I think, as simple as I could get a, a yeah. liquid. I mean, it's basically like cash. It's yeah. just not. Yeah, that makes sense. So I, I wanted to say first for people listening, if you are um, – if you're interested in real estate investing and you're more into that sphere and you're hearing us talk about gold and silver all of a sudden. <laughs> so uh, real estate and gold and silver, I believe, are both really good assets, um, really good investments for you to have. I think that everyone should be diversified because real estate can fail you. I believe that real estate is one of the safest investments, the, the least one of the least uh, gambles, I guess you could say, that you could take you're investing and building your wealth because if you look historically real estate always goes up it goes like this okay so gold and silver actually does pretty much the same thing now the difference between real estate and uh, gold and silver uh, real estate provides cash flow everyone knows that if you if you're a landlord you buy a property only to put a tenant in it that tenant is going to pay you monthly they're gonna pay you rent and that rent if you do this correctly should be able to pay for your mortgage, your insurance, your taxes, all your expenses, tenant usually pays utilities, right? It should leave you enough cash flow to save for your deferred maintenance, your um, your capital expenditures, and then a couple hundred dollars extra on the side cash flow to put in your pocket. The gold and silver does not do that. Gold and silver does not do that. Uh, it doesn't provide cash flow. Some stocks, if you're buying um, value stocks, if you're buying AT&T, for instance, I forget what the yield is, but they pay you a dividend. If you buy Bank of America, they pay you a dividend. You get a little bit of passive income just for holding those stocks. And that's one of the benefits of buying stocks. Okay, If you buy the value stocks, is you get those dividend payments that are actually tax-free. And if you set up your real estate right, you talk with a CPA, your rent is basically going to be tax-free because you get to depreciate that asset, right? So those assets provide cash flow. Gold and silver does not. However, you want to be diversified. If you if you want to build your wealth and you want to hedge your risk, you want to make sure that you can't be gotten, that your assets can't um, uh, actually lead to your demise. What you'd want to do is be diversified. Maybe you have a couple... Um, value stocks that provide you a dividend passive passive income maybe you have some rental properties maybe you even own a Starbucks property a commercial property that gives you a four and a half percent cap rate whatever it is you want to be diversified and I think not a lot of people actually invest in gold and silver I don't know how many people do because I haven't really been a part of this world mm -hmm. until uh, recently I've done a lot of research into it but I don't think enough people understand the concept and you know it you know he's saying it's it's safe and 
it's safer. Like it's what you got to remember is nothing's safe, which is the whole point of being diversified. Mm-hmm. You've got to be diversified to hedge your risk. But gold and silver historically, if you look at the data, if you look at the charts, if you look at everything that we've um, we've discovered and what we've known about gold and silver, it's it's generally speaking, it's a safe investment. Wouldn't no, you say? No, definitely, definitely safe. I mean. Nothing's safe, though, like Carson was saying. I mean, they made it illegal to own gold at one point. A whole nother story. But the fact that I'm, I'm still wearing this, this coin from previous time than before they made it illegal to own is truth that they did not, the American people did not give up all their gold. That's like asking everybody to give up their guns. Um, that being said, there are ways around that. There are legal tender coins that the U.S. government makes, uh, such as this Silver Eagle. This is made by the U.S. Mint. There's one troy ounce of silver in here. Uh, the intrinsic value of this piece right here is about $25 today. That's the spot price of silver. Um, they're selling for about $30, $35 on the open market. So in a, in a situation where, let's say, you know, it's it's not safe to own gold and silver. Not talking about it goes down, but saying that the government's saying we need to confiscate all this stuff to pay back a debt that we're in like eighteen trillion dollars right now. Something and crazy. yeah, and they got to figure that out one day. We got to we're gonna we're gonna live to see that. Yeah. Um, th- this is a legal tender coin. It wouldn't be able to confiscate it because it's it's money. Literally, it says one dollar on it. This is a one dollar face value coin. Um, but other than that, I would say it is definitely a safe asset. Sadly, though, like Carson was saying, it, it doesn't give you a dividend, it doesn't really necessarily have any other aspects like a stock, but you own it and you hold it in your hand. So, no matter what happens, you have ac- you could have access to it. And uh, there, there's a few, a few different things I hear people talk about sometimes, too, is, okay, well, what about gold mining stocks or gold ETFs? And, you know, what if I want to do an IRA transfer for gold and silver? And, uh, you know, I, I say all that stuff is good, but it's nothing like actually, you know, holding your, your gold and be able to access it. Yeah, you don't actually own it. It's still just documentation. It's still just paper at the end of the day until you receive either the, the, the dividends and cash from it or you know the actual physical gold so yeah so, so could you talk about uh, real quick like I guess the, the current market conditions um, you know, just the state of the economy I guess and how um, gold and silver are impacted by um, current market conditions or what are you seeing right now is yeah. it um, uh, I guess you could Sure. Um, well, I actually got this app on my on my watch that'll tell you the, the spot price this second. So re- gold watch, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it's not real gold, but <laughs> <laughs> um, my mom got it for me for Christmas. Okay, my watch is glitching out. Anyway, so right now gold is at a melt value of nineteen hundred dollars and twenty seven well nineteen twenty seven. So one thousand nine hundred twenty seven dollars and fifty cents to be exact. So that fluctuates all day. 
every day. Um, the U.S. has a specified time that they get to trade on the gold market. Um, other countries get that as well. So the market values and, and everything plays a big part um, in the economy. Mainly, when something serious is going on, when, when, when people get nervous, it seems like, um, in an economy, they run to precious metals. And at the like I was saying, the peak of the coronavirus, you know, in, in 2020, 2021, gold and silver were, were booming. Uh, silver dropped down a little bit. A lot of people were buying gold. So I think that drove the price up a lot. Uh, it actually reached its all-time high at that, at that period, like I said earlier. Um, since then, we've kind of been leveling out from that. You know, everybody, a lot of businesses really went bankrupt, it seems like. Um, people lost money in stocks and whatnot. But it's been trying to find itself. It dipped down for a little while last year into the 1600s. I mean, you could get an ounce of gold for, you know, 1650, 1670. Wait, what, six, seven months. And, you know, I'll, I'll buy it from you for 1925 in a heartbeat. So that's, that's, that's kind of the thing. Uh, it's not necessarily something that, that anybody knows 100% how to predict. I mean, j just like stocks. You know, you really need a crystal ball to be able to tell, okay, on June 4th, 2024, gold's going to reach its new all-time high. Well, no. But if we do have some sort of war, let's say like the Russia-Ukraine thing happened, gold and silver went up, and it was, it was stuck there for a little while. You know, people were, were getting worried that we would actually go to war, I believe. Um, people were coming in my shop more than often uh, in that time period. So... That's uh, that that's what I see with it, and I don't really think that it will ever drop down historically uh, to where it even started at or below that. I mean, it's always on an, on an uphill slope, like you mentioned with real estate. You know, it's just it goes in a ten-year span. You know, it may may dip down and come back up, dip down and come back up, but it's always headed up. It's always gonna be higher than the previous high yeah. after a dip sometimes you got to be patient when investing if you're really trying to build your wealth i mean with real estate especially with stocks but yeah with gold and silver too i mean like you said it changes from day to day like it, it goes up and it goes down but what you have to remember is you, you have to be patient if you want to be successful you have to be able to delay gratification that's one of the things that actually make successful people successful and there's been some studies and some really good books written on that topic of delaying gratification and we leave we live in an instant gratification society so uh the whole idea of you know you've got to wait <laughs> to build your wealth doesn't sit well with some people but that's the honest truth you know you buy gold you know and you wait <laughs> it, I, i've told people before if you're buying crypto you buy the crypto and you wait if you would have bought any crypto in like 2019, any of the crypto coins, and waited like three, four years, you would have made a ton of money, right? But if you would have bought in 2019 and you sold in 2019, maybe you didn't make so much. But it's all about being patient. And people don't invest in these assets to sell in three months. Like he was saying, they invest in these assets to hedge the risk as a safety net. 
because at the end of the day, if something happens, they know they've got some gold that they're sitting on, or they got some silver that they're sitting on, and they could go find Will and trade that in. And that leads me into my next question. So mm-hmm. I, I guess I, I don't really know a lot about this, which is why I'm having you on the podcast. So sure. say I've got 10 ounces of gold, and I, I come into your store, so you're going to pay me the current market price for the gold? Or how does that Correct. work? Do so, you buy it at a discount or what? No, definitely. We'll give you the current market price for sure. Um, first, I would test the machine uh, that I use to test. It's called an XRF gun. I would, I would text, test the gold or silver, make sure it's, it's real. Uh, just one thing that I would, I would strongly suggest being careful of knowing where you buy your metals from if they're trusted or not I, I see so many people that bought you know a bar that looks like this off of ebay or amazon and and you know some other country fake. yeah fake it's just copper in the middle but you know we'll give you the market value for it i have plenty of people um especially people that my dad sold gold to you know 10 15 years ago um they come in and they say, hey, yeah, you know, your dad sold this to me, and uh, you know, I'd like to see what I could get for it. I say, okay, I'll give you this much for it. And they're like, wow, you know, I, I made $500 on this. And they held it for about five, six years. And, and they didn't do anything fancy. I, I think, in fact, that guy bought it when it was technically uh, that year's average, it was higher than the year's average. So, I mean, it, it, it's, it's definitely a long-term investment. And... I'd be happy to buy anybody's investment whenever they're ready to cash it in and it matures, you know? So that's the good thing. And you kind of touched on this earlier with real estate. You, you've got a, you've got a, if the house needs fixing, you got to fix it up and then you've got to list the house. You've got to wait, you know, in this market, 30, 30 days about to sell the house. You have to actually close the contract to, you know, to, to cash out. What I'm trying to say is to cash out, might have to wait two months to get your money to get your money in your bank account you might have to wait two months mm-hmm. a month or two with gold and silver it sounds like from what i'm hearing is you just show up one day and then you'll <laughs> give them cash for it is that right yeah usually you know a lot of people like to call first if it's a substantial amount sure. um and make an appointment but we're ready really anytime if you, if you have a reputable dealer you know that you trust and uh, i would suggest that like I just did earlier, you, you find uh, an app that, or just look up on Google how you could tell the spot price, uh, the melt value of precious metals. You know, right here, I got this one. I paid like a dollar for it on the app store. It's, it's really sweet. I could do calculations on it and whatnot. But know that the person you're dealing with, and uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of shady shady people in this business on on the pawn shop side uh where you know like you you suggested well you would buy it at a discount or how, do, how does this work well yeah there, there are there are some people so you want to definitely choose a, a reputable dealer um if, you, if you're a face-to-face type person you know go, go sit down and talk to somebody at, at your local coin shop a local bullion shop um you know if you really want you could give me a call i think we could put a link in the description yeah for, yeah so i mean i'll be happy to enlighten anybody on any questions that they may have on the subject um but yeah no they, i like to have plenty of cash on hand or uh you know money on hand regardless write them a check the same day 
that they they bring the goods in. Um, awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's good to know. So uh, I guess uh, talk a little bit about uh, the potential risks, um, if you could, of investing in gold and silver. The potential risks and the returns. And I know that you know no one, no matter who you are, you cannot tell me that gold's going to be a certain price in two years because you don't know. You can guess. You can mm-hmm. estimate. So as you being an expert in this field, could you tell me, I guess, what your predictions are <laughs> uh, for maybe the next five years? In the next five years, I mean, I would I would assume that gold and silver are, are going to go up. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people are talking about the real estate market crashing, the, the whole economy crashing. We have been in a recession. So, it, I mean, as you stated already on this podcast usually what happens when the economy you know crashes or at least goes down substantially gold and silver go up so i would imagine you know if any of this is true if the real estate market does crash which i actually don't think it will i don't think it will if it does mm-hmm. i would imagine gold and silver would go up so do you have any predictions as far as um uh some kind of return for gold and silver and then talk about the potential risk as well yeah definitely well in so five years from now, we're, we're going to have a presidential election in that time period. And uh, I believe gold and silver will be affected by that for sure. Um, that's that's one thing I can imagine will go up. But if, if I had to guess, looking, you know, like at the chart I, I showed earlier, you take five years from now, that would be about 2017, 2018-ish. Um, gold was floating around $1,000 an ounce. So... Yeah, about almost double now. So if I if I had to guess, it it would go up to between three thousand and four thousand for gold, silver. I didn't even really talk about the ratio of gold and silver in the beginning. It it they were running neck and neck from the early two thousands up until you know around two thousand ten. It, it they started to get a little farther apart. I I really think there's a lot of potential in silver. Silver right now, you know, twenty five dollars an ounce, something like that. I really believe it could easily go up to fifty dollars an ounce or more in the next five years. You know, really? yeah. And and that's an interesting thing about my business because I'll sell gold and silver all day long, but y- you are gonna make more money than me in the long run if you think about it in a in a percentage game. Um, so that's that's what that's my predictions. Uh, the risk. I mean, other than the government saying we're going to take this back, I don't think there's any risk. I mean, Russia is buying uh, over billions of dollars of gold and silver each year. So is China. So is South Africa. All the major countries have always bought gold and silver. And they're hoarding it in – I guess it's a mystery, you could say. I mean, but they all know that it's – what I'm telling you, it's precious. It's a precious metal. There's only so much of it. So at the end of the day, when they dig up as much as possible, can't find any, everybody's economy's doing their thing, gold and silver is going to be on a whole nother trading level, I believe, where, you know, it's who has the most gold will be the most richest country, so to speak, I believe so. Yeah, so that, that being said, I, I really don't see there being too much risk of uh, it being taken away or being devalued anymore because it's in nobody's interest for it to be uh, undervalued. And 
really, I believe the market's being manipulated right now. Yeah. That it should be higher than it, what it is. Can you talk about that a little bit? Uh, it, it's really complicated. And to be honest, I don't even understand it. Because I don't like to think about the powers that be making something undervalued. But what, what I understand is whoever would have the power to manipulate this, these products, these precious metals, would want to keep it as low as possible and buy as much as possible while they can. And then when they stop manipulating it and, and you could say the true value of these metals uh, come to the light, you know, gold and silver, you know, gold, 4,000, 5,000, whatnot, even more than possibly that silver, you know, 50, $60 an ounce, even more than that, you know, the powers that be would be rich at that point, you know, extremely wealthy. And it's, it's, that's a, that's another level. But what Carson's saying about, you know, protecting yourself is if that's what countries are doing, and you have a, a board of people that are that are very qualified to handle a treasury department saying we're going to spend billions of dollars on this each year. Uh, you know, I would say that, oh, yeah, no. yeah, I would say that we usually probably copy them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bring that up. Okay, so Zimbabwe, uh, kind of a third world country now, they had a currency, just like the U.S. dollar. They started printing massive amounts of money, thus devaluing their currency. Overnight, they came up with a plan. Well, I don't know if they came up with a plan overnight. Probably were scheming for a couple months. But overnight, they devalued their currency, saying that this $1 is only worth a tenth a tenth of a dollar everybody who had i guess that zimbabwe dollar cash in the bank whatnot not in an asset lost it their their economy really collapsed at that point and that's when they really turned into a third world country that they have now 10 trillion dollar bills they have billion dollar bills and, and this is like their pocket change that they walk around with. Um, the older bills, they discontinued them, and people were throwing them in the street and burning them to start fires. Uh, basically, they walk into a store and give, give the clerk a, a, a $10 billion bill to buy a loaf of bread. If, if we determine how much debt we have versus how much money we have in, in paper in the United States, we'd be in the same situation as Zimbabwe if they were to show the true value of the dollar versus our debt that the country owes. So, uh, you know, in my opinion, it's only a matter of time till we get there. And uh, if I was another country that we owed money to, I, I would not want to be waiting like this. So I really hope it doesn't result in anything serious. But, you know precious metals, land. I think it's very important to have land, yeah. definitely. Land, that's, that's, hmm. a, that's a resource that um, there's only a certain amount of. Land goes up. Because just like gold and silver. <laughs> to just like gold and silver. But money, you can always print more of money. We don't say that money is precious. We don't have precious hmm. dollars. <laughs> we, have, we have precious gold and silver. Mm -hmm. the, the reason they're precious, the reason that they're valuable, you can run out of them. Definitely. There's only so much of them that go around. Definitely.
unless we have um, a gold-filled asteroid hit the Earth and they can destroy that. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that's very possible. They tried to go harvest gold off an asteroid and it did where it cost too much money. Floating out in space, there's about like $17 trillion of gold on an asteroid, but they they couldn't get there instead of a mining operation. It costs operation. too much money to get to 17 trillion. That's a good return <laughs> yeah. on investment. Yeah. If you've got to, co- how, yeah. I mean, how much does it cost to get up there? Yeah. Elon, Musk. <laughs> <laughs> Elon Musk. Elon Musk, go get that. <laughs> yeah, go get it. Bring it back. That's awesome. I want a chunk. <laughs> <laughs> so, just make sure so that's all our debt. That pretty much. So we need to figure out. It is all of our debt. We need to not. figure out how to go get that asteroid. That oh saves my. the world. That saves our. I problem. actually believe we it was worth more. Asteroid. Yeah. We got to get that asteroid. All right. <laughs> so, um, so basically, uh, in a summary, gold and silver are precious metals. They're uh, scarce. You can run out of them, which is why they're valuable. Uh, generally, they are safe investments. They don't provide cash flow, but you want to be diversified. You want to have some gold and silver because. It's a safer investment. Now, uh, when people do want to buy some gold or if they have some gold they're sitting on or silver and they want to go ahead and trade that in for cash, even though cash isn't precious, but maybe they have something going on. They need their cash. Maybe they want to put that into another investment, so on and so forth. Uh, Where do they find you to go ahead and do those transactions? So we have a shop locally in Louisiana. I sell to people nationally uh, through our website and personal texts and uh, emails through the website also. Um, you can feel free to, if you're in the local area, stop by 4962 Highway 22, um, Mandeville, on the way to Madisonville. we got a physical shop. Come check us out. Say hi. Um, other than that, yeah, we'll have the link in the description, contact information for us. And, yeah, we've done we've done plenty of business with people in other states. It's, it's, it's a good thing, I believe, to see everybody – investing who is you know but like Carson said I, I, I don't believe enough people are and it's going to be a sad time if if something serious happens um, and nobody's prepared right yeah well um, I'm, I'm going to edit this part out okay part sure oh I was going to say part about the point oh all yeah alright all right. I'm going to do this <laughs> Alright, so last thing before we wrap it up, could you tell people about the uh, the coins and the different uh, precious metals we got here? Tell them how much everything's worth. Yeah, sure. I guess I should have did that in the beginning, but this is a hundred ounce bar of silver. So this this has got this has got some weight to it. <laughs> yeah, that, oh. Carson works out with stuff like that. <laughs> how much do you think that? So weighs? so that, yeah, a hundred a hundred troy ounces. I should specify. So a, a troy ounce is thirty one point one grams compared to a regular. Troy, what does that mean? Uh, that's just a different form of measurement okay. that, than a regular ounce. That's twenty eight grams. Uh, so it's technically a little bit heavier than a hundred of ounces that we'd be used to. Um, but this is worth about $2,600 today uh, retail. The, the melt value of it would be about $2,500. Uh, here we got a, a tenth of this big bar, a 10-ounce bar of silver. Uh, uh, sort of. I mean, after you pick this I one mean, up, it's, nothing's it's heavier, <laughs> heavier than you would expect, though. Mm-hmm. No. Th- these are real popular because when you buy uh, one-ounce coins like this one, you're going to pay a little bit higher premium. And... When you buy a, a 10 ounce bar, you're gonna pay a little bit less per ounce. But uh, that's just because it, it only took one stamp on a press to make this. It took 
it would take 10 of those to make 10 of these. How much is she worth? So this, this is a Morgan dollar. That's worth about 20 to $30 uh, today, depending on condition. Um, they have some that are a little bit more rare. Uh, and that's, that's a whole nother subject, rare coins. They have some seriously rare coinage that has had a low mintage. Um, some of those could reach up to $100,000 plus. It's a, it's a very interesting market. Um, that could be our, our next our next podcast. Yeah, let's uh-huh. <laughs> this is a one ounce of gold. This was minted by the Royal Canadian Mint. It's a bar and a certified little holder here. It's serialized. Uh, today, I'd be selling these at my shop for about 1960. Um, the melt value of them is about 1925. Uh, this is a one ounce gold Britannia. Um, I got I like the British things. They they have a nice nice look to them. Um, this is also about the same, a little bit more price than this. It's one ounce of gold. And uh, last but not least, we got an Austra- Australian kangaroo. These got a nice finish to them. They call it proof. Um, same same deal. All one ounce of gold. You know, just all sorts of different forms you can invest in. Um, we sell tenth ounce pieces. We sell quarter ounce pieces. Now the premiums on those are going to be a little bit higher than a one ounce piece. That's basically, unless you're looking at a five ounce piece, the ounces are going to want to be where you're going to stick to if you're trying to invest a significant amount of money so you could get the most gold for your money. Um, same with the silver. Get the most silver for your money with the, the bigger pieces. Uh, it's, it's less easy to trade, but that that's one thing. And uh, we kind of covered the silver eagle earlier. This is a um, American Silver Eagle. It's uh, one of the most renowned coins worldwide for investing. Um, well, well known. Beautiful, beautiful coin here. One ounce of pure silver. Legal tender in the United States. So, yeah. Nice. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for coming on. And uh, that's pretty much it for episode seven. So, everyone have a great rest of your of your day remember to diversify your portfolio if you want to build wealth while hedging your risk um and make sure you invest not only in real estate make sure you pick up some gold silver hit up will um for those transactions and that's it have a great day thanks carson